<laughs> well, Memory Land was like one of our probably our favorite record of last year. Yep. Sick. So watching that be performed live was pretty special. Thank you, man. Yeah. I was saying to Curtis last night, I was like, it's probably like the best translation of nostalgia of like manifested nostalgia for music that we liked growing up into an album I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the goal, like to to kind of re not reintroduce, but like uh, reabsorb like a lot of the stuff that I grew up listening to and yeah. uh, kind of represent it in a like critical, not like overly critical, but like not overly just nostalgic too. you know, like a bit of a, a bit of um, a bit of a point of view and make it into a kind of like a period piece. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's also that this thing I love where when you take so many influences that it it becomes something new. It becomes this like play like mixtape uh, radio station thing yeah. where you're kind of getting different periods of nostalgia like kind of washing over you real quick and then you're on to somewhere new, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think the idea was too is like a lot of the influence came from uh, I went back and looked at a lot of the magazines I used to read during that era mm-hmm. too and being like, oh, like if you were like you know, someone who wasn't specifically like deep in like any one scene, like a you know yeah. techno DJ or like a grunge right. like rocker or what the fuck ever. Like, if you're reading these like culture magazines, you're kind of just getting it all at once, and you're like, "This is cool. This is what the idea of like cool is." You know, yeah. so right. I'm gonna go chase right. all these things at once. You know, figure out um, which what magazines. Uh, so like I grew up ma- mainly spin in the nineties. Yeah. Like, so like probably like ninety five to ninety nine. Yeah. It got like really bad after that. Like, right. Weirdly timed with like kind of the New York like strokes explosion. It got yeah. like very like celebrity oriented around that time. Yeah. But mm-hmm. prior to that it was much more like uh I don't know. It's not like it was super arty or whatever, but they would have like kind of cool like, you know, editorials about like art shows and stuff and decent fashion spreads and stuff. Um but it was kind of trying to ape the face, I think, is the main thing. Right. So, like right. the face also. Um I had a bunch of issues with that when I was growing up. And also because that's a UK based uh magazine like just a window into like a ton of cultures that I had no yeah like idea about prior to that like UK garage and yeah you know, even yeah. just like the prevalence of like basement jacks in the UK like it was a mm-hmm. thing we knew about in North America because it would be on like MTV or whatever yeah but exactly actually like a phenomenon over there right so just seeing that there was like um, cool weird stuff going on that was kind of at the forefront and like and then now looking back at it and being like oh what wh- how much of this has been like absorbed into the culture we're living in today and how much of it should we kind of try to reintroduce and mm-hmm. like what elements kind of go together that are kind of disparate and stuff. So like, right. like, Oh, this is like, you know, UK garage thing. And, but you know, at the same time I might've been listening to, you know, some Foo Fighters or whatever. The fuck. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, do those yeah. things kind of go together? And I think a lot of people are, are trying to figure out like, different ways that they might be able to blend those things even like comedically or yeah yeah yeah. but i think kind of in retrospect those things do blend together more than you realize yeah exactly i don't know why i think there's a lot of purists uh like in different realms who are like um you know you can't put these things together don't go together Mm -hmm. and if you're a fucking like asshole if you try to like claim that like you know the smashing pumpkins could ever like exist in the same space as like you know uh, techno music or whatever, right. but you know when you go back and actually listen to the stuff that people were making in those days, there's a lot of like offshoot projects, like you know uh, remix projects, and like yeah. um, where people were like fucking around with you know mm-hmm. like melding all these sounds together and right. stuff, and especially in the rock, like rock people in those days were just like fascinated by electronica too. Like, yeah, so they were like, the yeah, let's put some beats, you know, we gotta get some right. like, cool funky beats. On <laughs> right. This shit. Well, because I was gonna say back thinking of this era, I was really into Refused at yeah. the time. And now 
whenever I revisit that and watch the video for New Noise, which was like what obviously that on MTV2 was my gateway into that. Yes. And then when you hear those beats, you're like, this sounds like some chill out, like, you know, it's, <laughs> but it's just, it flattens in this weird way yeah, that you yeah. like would never have thought in that time. Yeah. Uh, I like, I mean, that record was so like beloved for its like uh, genre. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, crossover shit. Like it had those jazz tracks and stuff. And obviously yeah, right. it's like a reference to like or- Ornette Coleman, the, mm-hmm. the title. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a great example of like, yeah. Um, it's obviously, I think it's just so common now to do shit like that at the same time. So yeah. actually like infusing it with like some like novelty is like, totally. Um, or like even just like a purpose, you know, mm-hmm. like everything is kind of just blended together in a weird way. So to do it with like, you know, purpose and, and just sh- make it so that it's not like, uh, just, I don't know, run of the mill. Right. You know? Well, another thing that you mentioned, so the way we in North America, uh, took in all this stuff kind of from all over the world. I think about that because I think about how Burial talks about how he never actually Mm. went to raves. He got the tapes coming from his brother. So he like learned to love this music from imagining it. Yeah. And that's exactly how I felt because in that era I was, yeah, deep into like post hardcore stuff. Yeah. And I started getting really into like, I don't know, all the nineties, like orchid, Seisha, like that kind of stuff. But I, I mean, I was a kid. I'd never been to like a house show. Or yeah. I didn't know what any of this stuff. It probably was like. seems so cool to you. Yeah, like, it's like, like on another so level impossibly cool. And also, yeah. those bands didn't even really have photos. Yeah, and yeah. This was before, like YouTube didn't exist, so it was just like they would have two photos from like a house show, and that was it. And that was my only imagination of it. So sick. And then, so speaking of magazines, so then I would start reading alternative press. Yeah. And alternative press would have big the, shouts. Yeah, huge yeah. shouts. Alternative we, press. We had that around the house too because my yeah. sister was really into like uh, pop punk and like uh, emo and shit. Yeah, and, yeah. Post hardcore. Yeah, that was that was like how it all started. But then I got so obsessed that I went deeper from like you know I came in with Blink One Eighty Two and then went like deeper yeah. into like yeah, know, shout out old scream. But I mean, yeah, obviously respect to Blink, they're the best. <laughs> my second, con- <laughs> my first concert ever was the Chemical Brothers in nineteen ninety nine. Whoa, Dude, sick. I mean, the next Chemical day I went to the Warp Tour. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and I think like who else played? I think like Pennywise. Wow, yeah. Pennywise. the Living End. You know, li- yeah, I mean, like, yes, kind of yes. like Australian rockabilly. Is that yeah. what that was? Yeah, Eminem played. Wow, Sick. yeah, yeah. I didn't know he did Warp Tour. Yeah, it was like the y- the year he broke, like the year he blew up. Yeah. But I think what? he was already like slated to do this Warp Tour. So what just, record was it? What like, year? Mm, what's the first record? Slim Shady LP. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he was playing shit off that. It was like oh before. Yeah, yeah. yeah, was that sick? <laughs> I mean, it was pretty sick, but everyone was throwing bottles at him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah people forget Eminem had a hard rise to the yeah. top. Yeah, <laughs> and he was literally just like, "All you fucking like <laughs> throwing bottles, like fuck you." And yeah. Yeah, probably like you know using like the like the f word like and shit. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> probably so not the sick. only word he was using. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, what was it? Oh, but I was gonna say that back of. Uh, alternative press had like genre record reviews like little blurbs yeah. and there was like the indie section and then there was electronica experimental section it was only like two pages every issue yeah. but I became so obsessed that I would just go on LimeWire and get everything mentioned in every yeah. section but it had this weird thing exactly where I didn't understand the context for any of the music it just kind of all blurred together to me yeah. it's like music and alternative press exactly so I never understood the kind of cultural implications or the wider scenes of any of it it was all the same thing to me yeah and they're like trying to cover everything like and there's probably people on staff who are like you know have a wider yeah. you know, range yeah. of taste or whatever but if as a consumer as like a kid you're like oh this must be like part of the same thing yeah or, exactly like, you know 
I feel like it's the same thing. A reason people love like you know the Deftones and like yeah. Chino and stuff because he was always such like a like a champion of like trip hop and like yeah. electronica at that yeah. time. So in that realm, if you if you're just like a new metal kid, mm-hmm. you know you're getting introduced to like you know Ifix Twin or, or what have you or whatever, and he's like starting new weird projects and like just being like slightly off. You know, like it's just like a yeah. cooler guy in this like kind of milieu that's like yeah. a little bit more like kind of macho and weird. But even and, looking back on it, a lot of the macho ones were like pretty experimental yeah it's you true know, listen to some of the weird electronics and like limp biscuit you're like it's true this is like apex it's well insane. you got west borland too yeah so. I, yeah i mean west borland's <laughs> like one of the sickest most no i remember i thought he was guitarist. so cool yeah, yeah. he's I, so sick i downloaded my way by limp biscuit yeah and, uh, in the same day as i downloaded like my first apex twin song and i didn't know the difference at first like oh, yeah. the beginning yeah. of it i mean like sounds... come to daddy you know if you're like into come to daddy or window yeah, yeah. you know and then you can go straight into like I think there was a Dillinger Escape Plan cover of Come to Daddy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. Like, yeah. Like people were very much like playing with that shit mm-hmm. uh, and mixing it together. But and what um, there was also the oh, what's it called? There was a video game soundtrack that paired electronic producers with new metal bands. Well, there was the Spawn. It was Spawn. Soundtrack. It was yeah, Spawn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I had that too. Right, right, right. Loved that shit. Like, um, yeah, the Dust Brothers with Corn. That yeah, track that's is so sick. I've sampled the drums on that. Like, yeah, me too. Like ten, <laughs> wow. ten times or something. Yeah, yeah. It's so sick. Wow. Yeah. Look at you guys. They sound really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's also the, uh, the amazing last track, the Slayer and Atari Teenage Riot track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a friend uh, in like elementary school and high school who was kind of like. Um, druggy like you know we can hang out in my basement kind of kid you mm-hmm. know like and we would just go into his basement he had a strobe light we would turn off all the lights turn on the strobe light yeah. put that song on just like freak out <laughs> <laughs> like prepubescent like weirdos actually out wait soundtrack. side note because i did also do something where i sampled that dust brothers corn track i found on who sampled i i'm still not sure what the origin is but they who sampled has decided that that is actually a Sugar Ray sample. Oh, really? That, that break comes wow. from like a small break in a Sugar Ray song, but that was clearly a sample in the Sugar Ray song. Yeah, I haven't so figured it's well just been resampled yeah, like five, yeah, exactly. five or six is times. Is it the break from Fly? The t- 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 it actually, oh, it might be. I think it might be Fly. All around the world. Yeah, because it starts with that break. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Damn. Damn, thank you, Mark McGrath. Yeah. I, I really went on a dive with it because I love that break so much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a great and like the the snares sound really nice and metallic yeah. and stuff. So it's yeah. a great. If anytime I need that sound, I just like go for that one snare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if you just sample it in a certain part of the corn track, there's like Jonathan Davis going like, mm-hmm. yeah. And of if course. you get the one with him doing that, that that's a great loop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we he's got start a lot the of great episode with that break. Yeah, so true, <laughs> so true. He's got so. I mean, you could probably make a whole album just sampling like uh, Jonathan Davis scats. And, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. What an amazing voice. <laughs> yeah, the, the acapella for um, Frequent Leash is out there. If you want to sample, yeah. The, oh yeah. I think I heard a track. It was kind of a deconstructed club track, but I don't know what it is. Someone might hear this and figure out what it was, but that sampled it like the um bop na um bop. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's also a great catatonic youth's post of oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. everyone tra- <laughs> of guys trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I got stoked on memory land though because I felt like I was like, wow, I'm going from like blog house to broken social scene in like 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And like that is the stuff that I truly grew up on. Yeah, for sure. And just like the whiplash of it too. Is yeah. when, like when I was sequencing the record, I was like, it really works if it's like, bam, like you're, you're like, you're, pushed into this like kind of you know fast punker yeah punk song literally yeah. yeah punk song, punk song into like back into like an underworld track or whatever mm-hmm. and then like and really like genuinely like aping these other acts or whatever yeah but mostly like not even necessarily as like a nostalgic move but more as like um 
like setting the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's weird to try to make like an album in the same way, like using some of the same kind of techniques or like trying to figure out how to do what they do in like film or whatever. Because mm. you obviously can't like just use, you can't like license another song and just put it in the middle of your record, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, like I want to soundtrack this kind of with like an underworld type song, like, right. you know, and evoke what that would evoke in yeah. the film and like the setting, you know? Um, and the only way you can do that is to like, I don't know, make some sort of kind of sound alike or whatever. Yeah. 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 No, and the album has like its own unique atmosphere and language that it's, yeah. it, it's using all of those things, but to a much greater sort of like 4D effect. That's really Fantastic. fire. That's tight. Wow. Finally, all these months after my myonized, when he set the decks ablaze at our party. We finally got CFCF on the couch to talk about our favorite album of last year, 2021, Memoryland, and just go the fuck in as always about music, about some deep cuts. You're going to hear some stuff you maybe haven't heard, maybe you forgot about. Uh, we're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about all the things that you love if you're listening to this right now. So to hear the full thing, which I know you do, you go to patreon.com slash the ion pack. And there you have it. You already know. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs>